Hey folks, this is Joe, the Joe Max Morons. We're here for another week, a big week at that. Um, I've got Adam Young and Thomas, the Taylor Young. Thomas is not here today. <laughs> Neither is our little mascot, Victoria. As cute as she is, we've given her the night off. Um, but she will be back in the edit base, making sure this all sounds great. Damn, and she'll damn work child until it's labor done. laws ruining this country. They've 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 re- they've removed all the laws. So now Victoria, at six months old, uh, will get this done tonight, or she'll get no food or or, or bedtime. <laughs> so uh, so welcome back, guys. Now that I've broken several laws, um, welcome back. And uh, we do have quite a few things going on as. Uh, <laughs> As it is world world football, and uh, there always is. Um, selfishly, I want to get into what is essentially the the metaphoric implosion of, of Milan. Mm. I'll just start off start us off by saying, I, I, I mean, we're not there, so I, you know, we 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 haven't really been. I mean, I haven't really been like feeling the vibes of whatever tension's been going on between Maldini and Vernal. Um, but apparently this has been boiling up hasn't, a little bit. hasn't sent you any texts? He hasn't been giving you vibe checks? and No, I, I, I oh, thought okay. for sure Pillow Talk would include all of these things, but it doesn't apparently. You would think, yeah, yeah. You would think. But um, <clears throat> I, I, I believe we can say at this point that apparently Maldini, he wants, you know, money for players um, like every, you know, sporting director does. Um and the rumor is that he wanted to sack Pioli and bring in Pirlo and change tactics entirely. Wait, was now, it Pirlo or Conte? I thought you said Conte earlier. It was, no, it was Pirlo. Um, oh, okay. Actually, so you, the, I think you said Conte. No, you said you said Conte, and then you said Pirlo. I believe that's neither here nor there. If it's Pirlo. We don't need to read everyone. It. If you could just go uh, go do a go coloring check, book for a go, second while we go back to the archives. If everybody could go check our texts, actually Apple and the government, if you're listening, go back and check our texts. I, uh, I mean, that's yep, a- I did. I did write. Nope. I did write Pirlo. That should only take Pirlo. a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, just for the record, everyone, uh, I was correct, and Taylor was not correct. Um, but although Conte has actually he he has expressed allegedly Milan job in it. allegedly, um, we'll we'll be collecting phones shortly for for text message uh, review. <laughs> uh, the investigation will go on. That's a fact. Um, Conte actually, you know, to your point, has has expressed interest in Milan in the past. And I mean, I think look when he got sacked um, at Spurs, he pretty much threw every you know every team out that he thought maybe he could go coach. So you know, which is just you know good PR. For him, he has been successful in Italy. I, you actually, speaking of Conte, you made a good point that, you know, Conte's a guy that you sort of bring in to win now. He's not going to develop these young players the way that Milan need to. And Pioli's done a pretty good job of that. But back to the real headline here, Moldini fired. And Masera, um, his partner in crime, uh, quit in solidarity. Um, Taylor, help me make any sense whatsoever. It's it's uh, like I'm very down on the whole thing right now. It's my team. It's it, they're in, they're in turmoil. Did do you see anything here that makes sense? No, um, and particularly because like Maldini seemed to come in and right the ship, 
make some good signings, have some misses. That's normal. Um, you know, we've talked about that. Not not all of your signings are going to hit. Uh, but they won the league last year. They way overperformed in the Champions League. Um, you know that, and that was really that's that's really a great that was a really great run in the Champions League. Made Champions League again this season, and um, you know Maldini has balanced the books, basically gotten them on a yep. better path. They've got they've got you know uh, seems like decent cash flow now. So I would be you know if he wants players, I would be giving him players uh, you know within reason of what their budget is, but. I don't understand necessarily why he wants to fire Pioli and move on with Pirlo. Like you have Pioli who literally won the league last year in a huge surprise kind of upset win of the league. Uh, I don't think anybody was really expecting that. There's a lot of good young pieces on this team and it seems like, it seems like they like playing for Pioli. Um, it it seems, again, nothing, none of this makes sense because it seems like, Maldini and Pioli together seem to be working and now like that gets blown up because the owners want to keep Pioli but Maldini wants to get rid of him so I I don't know I can't make sense of it it's a it's a very very strange situation right now and I am not trying to just you know make you feel worse but I feel really bad for Milan fans on this it's it's rough you know yeah, I mean, especially as the backdrop, you know, Moldini had had a, such a hard task of balancing the books. You know, Berlusconi just absolutely yeah, just exactly. raped the uh, the finances of Milan and walked away with tons yep. and tons of money. Uh, Moldini has spent years making taking a lot of shots on young talent, and and yeah, you're going to miss a lot more on people like that, but you're going to pay less for it. You're 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 going to you know he's with winning the Scudetto, with getting the Champions League, with, you know, increasing sponsorships, you know, as, as winning generally does, he's been able to drive revenue. You know, this this team was in the black this year. The revenue was yeah. actually in the black this year. And and that's a, there's no way that anybody would have thought this was going to happen so quickly, given the, the, you know, given the debt that they had incurred under Berlusconi. So for Moldini to do that, and, in, in you know, at the same time, win a Scudetto, you know, advance right. yeah. to the quarterfinals of the UCL, stay in the UCL next year, so we get to we get to keep that money coming in. You know, they kept Leal, by the way. Uh, they re-signed Leal. Huge, uh, huge so he's deal. staying massive for this team. And then and then for this guy, you know, for this uh, this this new owner to come in and fire him, <clears throat> you know, Adam, I I I, I just the, the the word of the street is that he he wants to take a more analytic approach, literally bringing in Billy Bean, uh, you know the the creator of Moneyball. I I just I just don't see how this this works. I mean, Adam, is there any part of this that of all the things that Taylor and I have said already that makes any sense whatsoever for the future of this team? Well, not the immediate future. I mean, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, I think Maldini had this team going the right direction. And it's funny you say that, you know, I think I text this to you guys, like the money ball thing. I feel like, uh, felt like they were doing it already. Right. I felt like they were doing like Maldini was already doing that. He was finding value in players that he could get for, for not that, you know, not a high price coming in playing 
and and winning the scudetto. I think you said I think you pronounced it incorrectly, Joe. It's the scudetto. I think that's how you say it. Okay. But anyway, Adams Adams getting after it tonight. I, I apologize. Everybody, your your, your Duolingo apologize. session for the night. I apologize yeah, to is. our Italian listener. Yeah. This, this, uh, for, this, for uh, how Joe pronounced it? This segment I, I brought know. to you by Italian language courses. Yeah. But uh, I think that... I th- Yeah, it does not make sense at all. Because I think that Maldini was already doing this. I think he was already finding value in players and bringing them in and balancing the books. And... Uh, He's got a winning. He's obviously a winner. He he's Maldini, basically was there through the glory days of the the past thirty years. Maldini yeah. was the glory days of Milan. How do you get rid of a guy like that? It, it's just it makes no sense. It it, it just it just uh, reiterates this this common trend of billionaire people doesn't matter where they're from billionaires rich yeah. people coming in buying clubs not understanding the identity of these clubs not understanding what these clubs stand for or who these who who the fans are who supports these clubs and just tearing them apart look at look at Todd Bowling just did the same damn thing to Chelsea I think, it's fucking I think ridiculous. I hear I think sorry I hear for you. sorry for my sorry for my potty mouth but jeez <laughs> pardon your french I think I hear your point, and it's that it's that Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds need to buy Milan. I yeah, think I think you're saying, right. right. Look, Rob, well, that's the thing. Robin, Rob and Ryan, if you're listening, and I know you are, you, you well, need to buy they Milan. Are, I'm sure. But, but dude, I'm on you make a, a, a perfect point right there. They buy a club, and they're like, hey, you tell us how to run this club, and we will, we will run it the right yeah, way. Yeah, these yeah. other guys come into these clubs, and they're like, you know, F you, we're going to run this club. I'm going to run it the way I want to. And it's it's just stupid. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. they have created with Wrexham a model for billionaire owners who want to buy Premier League clubs and, and you know, top well, division I clubs. I think it's tougher when you buy into a, t- a top division. And it's like, I think so lower too. Lower division, you have a smaller community. A lot more you, money can, you can listen and, you know. It it is very different, but I get your, I get your point. Is that all these coming, clubs were coming in with absolute disrespect? Right, right, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. With, my point. I I know better. Yeah, I'm the billionaire. I'm gonna show you what to do. Right. But but even this, I built an these... auto parts, auto parts company. I know how to run a soccer team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my point is, even these these clubs that have these global uh, like fan bases like Man United, like Milan, like Chelsea. You know, there these clubs were created in small towns through people who live there and those are the people you need to listen to first, I think. And that's what that's what the, that's what uh Rob McElhenney and 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 um and uh you know Dead, Deadpool Deadpool did with Wrexham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds yeah. obviously, it's, but It's funny everybody knows Ryan Reynolds more. But we're big Sunny fans, so Rob McElhenney's first to us. No, I, we <laughs> we know Ryan Reynolds too, but it you know, just it, it's funny. You got two you got two kind of methods, right, to build the coppers of depth. I mean, Milan needs depth. We saw that this year. They yeah. ran out of steam at the end. So, right, two yeah, pain, two ways painfully, to do that. Right? Painfully well, obvious in the Champions League. You either spend tons of money, which this guy doesn't want to do, or you have a club legend run the team 
and everyone in the world answers that dude's phone calls at least and get you get a you get a conversation yeah. and a pitch that which he also doesn't want to do like what do you think this is gonna like how do you think it's gonna turn out so you, that you're, is, you're, you're giving yourself no option to bring in the talent that you need this team that's just completely wrong but then where i can't make it make sense is that like i don't know where the like maldini pioli disconnect is either you know it's just again none of it none of it makes sense to me because it seems like like if if i'm uh rafael signing that contract basically i've got my choice of just about any major club in europe that i want to go sign with if i make myself available because players of his level and caliber can do that especially at his age and a lot of yeah. clubs all over Europe are interested. You're choosing yeah. to stay at Milan and saying, like, I love this club. I want to stay here. Uh, you know, I want to make the finances work to, you know, a point where I can be satisfied and it's good for the club, too, and whatever. Like, you'd think that the coach factors into that. Like, I like playing for Pioli, so I'm going to stay, you know, I'm at least committing for the next couple of years here. Uh, I like, you know, Maldini's obviously a legend, as we've all said. And Adam was saying, like, Maldini is the glory years of Milan. So it's it, it's just stri- like I, I can't make sense of it because it seems like all of them are so important to it. And then there seem to be disconnects at every level. And it's yeah. very strange. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange. I mean, you know, the, the team in Italy this year drama fell off, fell off a, a good amount. <laughs> The team, the team in in in, in Syria this year, it fell off, right? They they played well against the good teams, For and sure. they did yep. not play well against bad teams, and that's a really bad sign. And so, if and I don't know if that's what Maldini was seeing. Okay, I, I get that. Yeah. He also, you know, we've got a problem where Maldini has brought in a bunch of young players, and they aren't developing. Is that Pioli's fault? I, I don't I don't know the answer to that obviously, but you know, right? Is right. it or is it or or did Maldini miss on the player? And, I, and I'm not sure how Maldini I'm sure sees it as him doing everything he can do, and then this not panning out on the team, you know, inside the team structure. Right. I mean, Maldini. Let's face it, that dude was a winner. Everything he did, he was a winner. He was always right. He was he was always you know the best player. He was yeah. all, like, if you have that mentality, I'm sure that he sees everything. Um, as Pioli's kind of fault, and and again, I, 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 that's not something I've I've seen rumored or, or it's not been read in this by my sort of speculation. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been but, defending Pioli a lot, but like I, I do want to say that like I am inclined to trust Maldini. Maldini is an absolute I'm, legend, and um, totally to, for for our listener, just to correct, Joe did say Conte on our text group earlier in terms of who was going to replace Pioli. <laughs> And that's what I was. But you replied. Against. You replied to the Pirlo text. Your your reply was directly to the Pirlo text. Well, that's because I probably hadn't seen the Pirlo text yet, and I was writing. You literally, you literally selected it and replied to it. Listener, Joe's unstable. We're gonna move on from Milan now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there, there, there. It's funny. We we do have. Um, an almost as big story going on, and that is uh, City play uh, Inter on Saturday. So, as far as Champions League finals go, I'll st- I'll start here. Adam, how excited are you for this game? Not at all. I mean, as a, as a soccer fan, don't hold back. Long, um, 
you know, obviously it's the biggest game in the world. Outside of World Cup years, it's the biggest game in the world. Uh, but it's the team that is, you know, our Manchester United supporters of, you know, that, that do this podcast. It's the team we hate versus the team that, uh, you know, our AC Milan supporters hate. So I don't know. Who do you want to win? I, it's a toss up. I don't, <laughs> you know, I've become a Milan supporter because, you know, because of what we do. And, and uh, obviously I'm a Man United supporter. So it's like, what I hope it, I hope it goes to like 55 penalty kicks. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a good game, essentially. Yeah. Taylor, how, how excited I mean, there, are you? There's, there's, just let me have one, one more thing. There's amazing players in the field, so like it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game to watch because it's the best of the best, and and there's amazing talent on the on the field, and uh, you know I hate how mostly, much I like mostly I, I hate like, how much I like so many city players, but you know yeah. that's how it goes. Yep. Yeah, they're fun to you're watch. Being, you're being a good. very you're being a very mature fan right now. <laughs> respecting yeah, respecting this respecting the sport over the team. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out, man. No, but for real, I mean, you're asking my excitement level, and I am excited for it. I completely understand why people aren't excited for it, because on the outside, it looks like it is probably going to be a blowout. Um, it's one It's one game. Anything can, al- like, always, anything can happen in one game. Who knows? But, I mean, as a, as a neutral... I kind of think that City are just going to run through them. I think they're. I think City are just going to take it. Um, if I'm a City supporter, I'd be a nervous wreck because you, you know, you've been here and you haven't gotten it done, and now you're here again, and like now it feels like you just you just gotta you yeah. just have to this fucking is, get it done. This now. is this is not Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. You're playing like, Inter. Who's not it is not 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 the Inter and, giants of the past. This is just a normal Inter team. And when, you gotta win. Exactly. And when City lost a couple years ago to Chelsea, that's like I don't wanna play a team from my league in the European final because that is truly an anything can happen. You know like we even said about the FA Cup final, like, you know, City are miles ahead of United at this point. And <clears throat> it's still like, well, it's a derby. Anything can happen. So it's great that it's a derby yeah. in the final. And City were the better team. But ultimately, it, you, you have that feeling of anything can happen. At this point, I think, like, I think City as a team are looking at it like we are in complete destruction mode. And I do think they win. Um as Adam was alluding to, as United fans, it's not fun. As, uh, you know, halfway supporters of Milan, it's not fun because it's the rival of each team in there. But well, I got to say that I, I, as a United fan, I want to see City win. I want to see, you know, Pep's beautiful, entertaining, just great way of playing football. I want to see that win. I want to see that be the winner yeah. because... I ultimately love just the sport more than I more than I hate City well, more than I more than I even love the club that I support. You know, not more than I support the France or U.S. The way yeah. I do, but it, this is the noisy neighbor final. It is very much, yeah. And, and you know, I 
I'd like to blame this on the United board back in the day when Pep was available and they didn't they didn't just like fire whoever was managing and, and hire Pep. But, I, you know. I, yeah, I agree. They couldn't have United wouldn't have paid for the kind of players he's got anyway. Are you kidding yes, me? Yes, United, United spent more. United United has outspent City in the past yeah, decade. They yeah. just haven't spent effectively. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. United no, are just stupidly. They, they spend. They yeah. just don't spend well. See, the problem yeah, yeah. is the problem is I don't know if Pep. They got Donny Vanderbeek and City yeah. got Kevin De Bruyne. I I don't know if I don't know if Pep could have come in and revolutionized English football the way he did if he came to United because. United is such an established club with so much history, and they have, you know, the United way to play. Well, I think um, he did okay with uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah, but he no, but ultimately, a lot of German fans were like, you know, they didn't like the way that he was playing, and he kept winning the league. But when do they not win the league? Yeah, and he didn't win the Champions League, and it was three years, and he was out. You know, City was like he created this unprecedented kind of dominance in the Premier League uh, yeah, you know it's just been so I don't know if I don't know if that same patience would be there for United if he had come to United at that time but I do agree because it's like if he's available you drop whatever you're doing and go get him yeah yeah I think I think this Saturday you know, Inter has a habit of hanging around right they have a habit of, of not giving up a lot of goals and just kind of hanging around in, for a lot of teams, that's a, that's that's not great. Although City does have a surprise for, for as much as they just like Mihawk smash goals, they have a surprising amount of patience to 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 work, you know, every angle, to work every approach, to work every every tactic to yeah. score the goal. And they're, they're fine scoring in the in the seventy first minute, in as much as they're fine scoring in the tenth minute. And I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to, to watch to to watch Inter. You know, plug as many holes as possible, and watch City just pound it from all these different angles over the top. You know, through the middle, down the sides, kick it back. You know, hold up play. They, you know, he'll do everything, and I, that's going to be a really fun they, part about this game. They, they can like City literally can hit you and kill you in any way yeah. imaginable. You know, it's. I think that's a really fun part about this. What this yes. game's gonna, gonna, how it's gonna unravel. And I'm, I'm excited yeah. about that part of it, is to watch to watch them all just try to out-tactic each other through the game. When United's had success against City, um, Fred has like man-marked De Bruyne, and he, it's like, okay, well that works because you, it's like best to take City's best player out of the game. But then it's like, okay, well then if he decides like I just don't need to be on the ball, I'm just going to drag Fred out of position now. Then it's like, well then you've got one less in the midfield, and then city can create a new overload it's just they hit you they it doesn't matter they 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 have a way to beat you no matter what yeah i i I think it's going to be pretty interesting to watch them uh to watch them kind of go after it um to watch brozovic and uh um do kind of what they do and and you know i'm a milan fan so i i think i'm actually contractually required to hate chahanaglu um (laughs) but I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm gonna root for City because I just I think their style is more fun to watch, and I and I think that it's a you know it's gonna be rewarded, um, and it probably should be rewarded more so. Um, I, I think also there's a there's a weird thing. It, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an Italian teams where every European final, 
and they'll be 0 for 3 across the board, which also will be kind of funny to watch. Kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I think that, you know, the, you know, one of the other things I wanted to kind of check in about is uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, apparently, the deal is done. $103 million to, uh, to Dortmund uh, heading to Madrid. Um, Taylor, how much is too much when it comes to young generational talent all on one team? Because Madrid with Vinny... Um, now with with Jude, they've got sort of up and down the lineup. Got a whole bunch of amazing talent. Even with Benzema leaving, um, how does he does he change the team at all, or is is he gonna kind of get in there and just sort of like keep the keep the train running on time? I think it just makes him better. Um, I think next season's gonna be interesting. But if there's any manager that knows how to deal with it, it's Carlo. Because you know, if getting the best out of great young talent and veteran talent. I don't know if there's anyone better than Carlo. Maybe Zidane, who has a smaller, you know, uh, track record, but he's got a lot of proven success. But I um, ultimately, I think, you know, you've got Cruz and Modric. They'll probably stick around for next season. And then you have essentially the best midfield in the world for the next decade with um, um, with Bellingham, Chuameni, Camavinga, and Valverde. And Camavinga's Rodrigo. got Rodrigo. Yeah, Cam. Well, Rodrigo is yeah. a you know he's a front front three player. I'm just literally thinking about their midfield. Adding Bellingham now okay. is is yeah. just ridiculous. Valverde can push up into a forward position as well. You have Rodrigo and Vinny. Uh, they yeah. obviously need to add a, another center forward, but man, they're just going to be there's a ton of talent, a ton of young talent, and it's it's just Madrid. They're just going to keep pushing on success and it's probably going to work out because it kind of always has. Is it going to be must must watch uh, TV for you, Adam? What with uh, Bellingham at uh, Madrid? Madrid. If, if you, if, if you had to pay extra for a service to be able to watch Madrid next season, would you do that? No, <laughs> no, because it's going to be on Twitter, like right after the game. So, <laughs> No, but I mean, no, I would, uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm a huge Madrid supporter, but, uh, you know, if they're good and they're fun to watch, then hey, I remember when Zidane was there and Figo was there and, you know, that, right. that early 2000s team that, that just ran through the Champions League. I mean, that, that, that was fun. So we'll see if it's if it's like that again. Then uh, you know, I've got no, I've not, I've got no allegiance to anybody in the uh, the Spanish league. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna Just, I'm gonna sort of wrap this up with a with uh, I want to I do want to put an end to the saga uh, uh, between whether or not we were talking about Conte or Pirlo. And we did come up uh, Taylor by your text just now. We did find the, the, the crux of the problem. And, and if I'm reading it correctly, the problem is that you uh, you figured and you thought. That's I believe that was the problem, is that you thought. So everyone, the problem here is that Taylor thought. Yeah, and That's you, know what, you know what, listener, if you want to take the, if you want to take a host's word for it, then Godspeed. They're a host for a reason, because they don't have a brain. They got to go from a script. 
So <laughs> that's you go with Jesus then at that point. I don't know what to say because Jesus was never part of the script I have in front of me, buddy. Yeah, and thank you. There's my point. I don't know. We're not part of my script. Uh, is, is, is this where I say in a question term, go fuck yourself, San Diego? Go fuck yourself? Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy? Burgundy? I'm Ron Burgundy? Uh, so, um, so thanks a lot to uh, Taylor and to Adam. Uh, appreciate you guys. And I, I, I look forward to texting through the game on Saturday. Um, I look forward to uh, to kind of seeing how that's going to play out. And uh, and, and I, I just I think City's going to take it, but we'll see. And I look forward to seeing how Milan's going to try to get all their fans back because I don't think that's going to be a quick or easy thing. Yep. Um, I, as, as I like to do, I have one final question. It is an interesting one. Uh, so I'm going to ask you just for a simple yes or no. Um, the Qatari ownership group has said they've given the Glazers their final offer and they, that they have given the Glazers till Friday to answer. After Friday, they're out, it's done, and they're not going to, they're, they're tired of, apparently this is like the seventh round of, of offers that they've given the Glazers. The Glazers either don't answer or just say, no thanks. So my question is, whatever this offer is, and we don't know what the offer is, Adam, will the Glazers take this offer by Friday? No, no, they want 49% investment. Okay, Taylor, this is for a hundred percent of the of the club. Will the Glazers take this offer? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Controversy right. on the podcast. Ourselves, good old fashioned. Nobody cares. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everyone, uh, obviously, whichever comes true. Uh, actually, you'll know what comes true by uh, Taylor's Twitter feed. Uh, being I'm done with United or that I'm not done with United. Uh, I'm sure that's a, that's, that's what will occur. Uh, so thanks a ton for listening, everyone. Enjoy the games. Uh, little things here and there uh, going on, except for the big one, the Champions League. Um, MLS still going on. Uh, and I believe we have some Euro qualifiers. Gold Cup and Nations League this summer. We'll talk about some of it or none of it. I don't know. We'll find, we'll, we'll see. And, hmm. uh, and um, we'll do what we we'll, do, man. We'll do yeah. what we do. We'll just do what we do. Next week, and, next week, a special guest who spells his name incorrectly. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, get on the pod, man. All right, guys. Uh, have a great week. Thanks a lot for listening. Like, subscribe, follow, or just send us a picture of your middle finger. Have a good week. <laughs>